Hello and welcome to Two Guys One Cup, the show where we review, rate and rank anything that emerges from our cup. I'm Dan and with me is Joe who's going to kick things off for us. Right, so we're going to go down a different little alleyway today and we are going to be going for a top five straight away but this isn't the top five of uh, songs from the 80s or anything like that. We are going to basically pick five things. So I'm going to pick two, Dan's going to pick two, and then we're going to fight over the last place. So this week is going to be adverts. So we all like our adverts. Some adverts we all hate, and I'm sure we can do a top five most hated adverts later. But we're going to do a top five of favorite adverts, and I'm going to throw it straight to your court, Dan, to give us the first one you've nominated. Yeah, so we're going, we're going UK adverts, really, like UK TV. Yeah, UK TV, but not necessarily UK adverts. No, no, no. So my first one is um, probably the most, certainly the two each that we've chosen, probably the most modern, I would say. Mm. Um, it's the John Lewis Monty the Penguin. Uh, it's a very sweet advert. It is a very sweet advert. Now, this one was from, I think it was 2014, um, 2013 or 2014. How how long do you think the John Lewis Christmas adverts have been going? I reckon less than what you would think. So I'm going to say from like 2010. 2007. Oh, I'm not that far off. No, but it, it's I, one of these things that you feel is a tradition forever. And actually, I, well, don't forget that it's quite a long time now. It's like 17 years. 16, no, 17. but I think if you ask a lot of people, they'd say like, oh, since the 80s. Yeah. yeah. Really? I mean, yeah. it's, become a, it's become a tradition, although the more they haven't been great. But, I mean, I this year's one is terrible. We're in 2023. This is, year's is one, this year's good. one, the uh, fire. The Venus flyer. The Venus flyer. I don't mind it. I like the music. I mean, I'm going to go on, straight away on a tangent here with this one. Mm. But there was another advert this year, which I think is the worst Christmas advert I think I've seen in a very, very long time. And mm. it did have its own co controversy for um, a few reasons, in fact. But it's the Marks and Spencers advert, I believe. Now, did you which, see it? Which one? So the one uh, from this year, where basically you had a few celebrities, which I have to be honest, I don't know all of them. I think one of them was from that Apple TV show, um, the football one, who I've completely forgotten. Um, oh, oh you, so you mean the, the Christmas advert? Yeah, their Christmas advert. Oh. And uh, yeah. there was controversy for other reasons, but I'm not going to bother going into that. But the reason why I hated the advert so much is the thing about... A good Christmas advert I think it's quite simple to do in terms of you kind of you need a nice probably a song that has been remade in a kind of whispery way mm -hmm. so that you can hear the lyrics and you know you, you basically want to try and make the person watching it cry with warm fluffiness or that kind of thing where this one was effectively getting these celebrities these wealthy celebrities getting rid of all the Christmas traditions. So like throwing, oh, yeah. the, throwing the cracker hat, a uh, crown or whatever you'd call it, in the fire, kicking the elf like off a roof, throwing um, like a board game in the fish tank. And I, I can't remember exactly what the tagline was, but it was so narcissistic, like, you know, f f screw everyone else, just do what you like kind of thing. I just yeah. thought, well, no one's going to like that. Where the John no. Lewis advert is a very good example of like, oh, that's that's made me a bit tearful. Not me, obviously, because I'm an alpha. But <laughs> Cause, cause other people, alpha, yeah. I, I've heard people have emotions. I don't know what they are. But. I mean, to me, a Christmas advert, and and this this Monty the Penguin ticks most of the boxes, but it's got to have a roaring fireplace. Mm. It's got to have like low level lighting. It's got to have a bit of snow. Yeah, and nice, like you said, nice soundtrack. Warm and, and fluffy, warm and fluffy, yeah. and I think that's what you get with Monty the Penguin. So it's got yeah, I, th a, I do think it's very sweet. Yeah, it's got a superb um, soundtrack or song. Mm. So "Real Love" by the Beatles, but not them singing it, obviously. No, they. It's always like a remake by someone, isn't it? On the, yeah. on all adverts, not just Christmas adverts. They love to do that now. Yeah, it's very much a thing, isn't it? Um, yeah. and it, it like you said, it tends to be like a. A, a woman singing it in a in a breath in breathy tones, yeah, yeah, which sometimes works well. Sometimes you think, what's the point? What's well, I mean, you know what? Perfume adverts is when it annoys me because it's just like perfume adverts are so irrelevant; they just don't mean anything. It's yeah, perfume it's, it's never like, ooh, that smells good. 
That's, well, well perfume adverts are hard, aren't they? Because chocolate, you know what you're getting. You know yeah. what it tastes like. It's quite easy to sell because it looks nice. It looks, you know, it's like yeah. something you want to buy. And, and likewise with a car or something like that. But perfume, people don't know what it smells. Unless you bought it before. And in which case you buy it anyway, you don't need to advertise it. But you, but you can't. You can't really. It's hard to advertise perfume. It is hard to advertise. So they're the most self-indulgent adverts of them all. Like Johnny Depp by a fire in the desert. Like, what does that even mean? It means nothing. They're always just like. It's like they get a bunch of video art students to just go, ah, just go crazy. It doesn't have to mean anything. Just have stuff happening. Yeah, and but a lot of that, yeah. as well. They are always very serious, but the Johnny Depp one. Possibly works because you you remember it now. You might not. Well, remember I can't tell you what, what the brand was. Can't remember what the brand was, and I've never it was bought Dior, it. Wasn't it? Sauvage. I mean, possibly. Yeah. Um, but I, yeah, I mean, it, but they're it all very serious. But yeah, they are. I just I don't know. I think I just want a Yorkshireman that goes like, doesn't smell like shit. Yeah, it smells <laughs> like fresh. It smells like fresh. It do. Yeah, exactly. Um, it does exactly what it says on the tin. Maybe they, yeah. I can't imagine any of the big fragrance houses doing it, but no, no. They're just the amount of money they spend on them. Well, maybe one day we'll launch our own two G one C fragrance. Yeah, yeah. And they just we get Yorkshireman. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, up. Same, same by that. It's the internet. Yeah, he smells right good. You buy one, you get one free. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so um, yeah, it's a good. It's a, it's a lovely advert. It's yeah, got it's the, like I said, it's got the soundtrack. It's got the emotions. It's got mm. like the little, not a twist. Maybe a twist is a strong way of putting it. But you know, the, it's his toy rather than the actual penguin that he's wearing. Yeah. Um, and it was very much in the early days of the John Lewis advert. So everyone was yeah, getting, everyone was getting really excited about it. Like, oh, what's the I didn't advert, mind the Venus flytrap one this year. I think maybe yeah. because the first one I saw this year was the Marks and Spencer's one that I spent that I mentioned. I'm just like, okay, anything is better than that. Who else does them though? I'm trying oh, to think who else does specific. No, but like the the John Lewis one is like a, an institution now, isn't it? Uh, it's kind of made itself one, but they all do one. Like, uh, I'm pretty sure all the major su- supermarkets do it. Uh, do they do specific? I remember Sainsbury's did a, a First World War one, like in the trenches. I think, I, I think they all do it. It's a big deal when they release their Christmas advert. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Have you ever seen the guy on um, on Twitter called John Lewis? So his handle is at John Lewis. I think I've heard about him. And uh, he's, to be fair, he's taking it on the chin. So he's always tweeting about it this time of year, like like plugging the advert and stuff, but also saying, in case it's not me. Um, <laughs> Yeah, he's, he's quite funny, actually. He's, a bit like uh, H from Steps and the guy that went to prison for doing horrible things. What with that comment underneath? Uh, did you ever see that? Uh, yeah. No, uh, so, no, no, I think it was on YouTube. There was one on YouTube. So there I'm was, sure there was there one was... in the newspaper yet to sue for defamation. Cause... Oh, no, this was, <laughs> this, this was different. This was on YouTube. There's a video of H from Steps in, like, I think it was like in Joseph and made a kind of dream coat or something. Um, and the the video the title of the video was like H from Step uh, H perform Ian Watkins sorry because that's his name isn't it Ian yeah. Watkins says it Ian Watkins performs in Joseph and the first comment was um... so I can't oh, oh, I think it's something like uh, if you think yeah it was something like sick disgusting yeah. bastard he wrote sick disgusting bastard then someone else underneath that comments. Um, this isn't the Ian Watkins who was in the rape case. And then the same guy who did the first reply goes, what rape case? <laughs> <laughs> no, I did see that. But no, there was a whole like court case, um, I think, with the fact that because they've got the same name, they used his picture as a front page. Uh, <laughs> uh, not what you want. But we're not going to go too dark in this. Uh, not going to go too dark. Not going to go too dark. Episode. So anyway, that, yeah, that's a great advert. And it's it gives you the feels. So yeah. the first one that I've chosen... It's uh, it's an old one from 1997, and it's Tango, Blackcurrant Tango, I believe, um, to be more specific. And it was called the St. George ad. Now, oh. it just to kind of explain how it is, it's, I, I love it. I think it's so... Tango used to be a great 
advert back in the like late 90s, early 2000s. But it's basically a guy in a suit that is talking directly to the camera about Black Current Tango. And he's had a bit of a complaint. It's not even that bad a complaint. Some French um, student, French exchange student, has basically written into Tango saying, I didn't mind Black Current Tango, but it's not as good as your other ones. Mm. And he starts walking towards the ca- ta- uh, towards the camera, sorry, explaining um, that, it, it getting more and more angry and agitated, and it's, explaining it's why they're angry. wrong. The um, the guy in the suit, effectively, and as he's doing that, people are joining him, and he's mm. starting to take off his clothes rather strangely, like his tie and his blazer, and then he gets outside. And he's taking off his trousers, which, by the way, took 23 takes to take off the trousers. Because it's all done in what looked like one shot. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. And he is getting angrier and angrier. You've got a great um, dance song as well. It's called, um, I think it's by someone called Felix. Don't You Want Me? And it's a real... If you remember it, don't you want me, don't you want me? It's not in such an accent, but you know, <laughs> you, you get the idea. We haven't got the copyright for that one. No. And it just basically accumulates in him wearing boxing gear, stepping into a boxing ring, challenging this French exchange student with a crowd of what looks like thousands of people that has taken such offense at this. And then these, um, I guess, Harrier jets, you'd call them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're at the White Cliffs of Dover, basically challenging France and then the entire world if you have anything bad to say about Black Current Tango. And I just think it's... I remember seeing it at the time, and I do recommend you you look this up, Black Current Tango advert. It's so funny. I think it's so brilliantly done. We're gonna, um, we've, put the, we've put the links to all of these on, on X. Yes, on yeah, X we'll put it on X. So that's um, at 2G1C pod on X. Hmm. But See, he, he goes to, yeah, because it's Sebastian, isn't it? Is the uh, exchange student. Sebastian's the exchange student. Ray Gardner is the gentleman yeah, that yeah. works uh, at the corporate offices of Tango. It's all a bit, it's all a bit Brexit, though, isn't it? Yeah, that's, I mean, that's the whole idea. It's all very British, although this was way before Brexit. Well, yeah, like 20 years before. Mm. Uh, but they, they had a habit of doing these. Can you remember the Tango Man advert? Oh, absolutely. They, their adverts were great. The um, Tango Man, the. Um, the, what was basically the pre thing to happy slapping, yeah, and every, everyone everyone knew someone whose school had had it banned because someone had slapped them on the ears like that, and the yeah, kids had gone deaf, yeah, and their yeah. brains blew up or whatever it was, yeah. yeah, yeah. Apparently, it was the most uh, complained about advert of um, sorry, it was in the top ten. I'm not actually sure what number it was uh, of that year. Do you know how many complaints it got? Ten thousand, sixty eight. 68,000 or 68? 68. 68. Wow. So it shows you how different times are now, especially with social media and the ability to just email a complaint. This probably would have been 68 handwritten letters. Yeah, of course. Yeah. 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 And so to be fair, a handwritten letter is much more serious than anything else. But also makes me think that just people did not quite sure... I think it was the kind of rule Britannia. People don't like uh, people liking their own country in, in this country for some reason. But I think that kind of um, patriotism upset people for some reason. But I, I think yeah. it's such a funny advert. It's so I, well I was I was never the biggest fan of it. I just think it's great. Um, but I, I I appreciate how well it's put together. I think like the mu- I think it's the music. Mm. I think like the music. Oh, really? I think it's per- it fits it perfectly because it just because it keeps building and building and building and building until you finally and it's so delightfully over the top. The whole advert, yeah, it's so over the top and very. It's a very tango advert. Oh, I think very, it won yeah. quite a few awards that year. It really made a difference. It cost four hundred grand to make apparently. Yep. Yeah. Which is but really really good. Spend that money. Like what? What? Does, where does four hundred grand go? Do you Obviously, some of that would go on the crew and like the cameraman and. Well, there's special effects in it. Oh, the, the planes, yeah. I suppose. The planes. <clears throat> they've had to. I mean, this was a, the time before drones. So one of the shots of the um, the White Cliffs of Dover, I'm sure, would have had to have been taken from a helicopter itself. Yeah. So yeah. that would have been expensive in it in itself, and then you would have had a very good quality director. Yeah, they would. It, it doesn't surprise me at all. It's not money floating around in that world. 
Oh, what, in advertising? Yeah, no. Yeah, exactly. Um, all right, excellent. So my second choice is the Nike uh, Brazil advert from 1998 where the Brazil team are playing football in an airport. Uh, um, which I don't know if you can remember the, the advert I'm talking about. It's got that very famous Brazilian song um, sort of playing in the background, which uh, the name actually forgets. Uh, I'll find that in a second. But do you know what song originally was supposed to be uh, played in that video? Oh, no idea. It was supposed to be Song 2. Oh, really? By Pleur, uh, yeah. Which doesn't quite... Just... Yeah, which doesn't quite... Um, I think that was quite... on a FIFA game, so maybe that's... It would have been around that time, so maybe that's why they either didn't do it or wanted to do it. I'm not, not sure either way. Uh, see, I mean, I could see it working, to be honest, on two. No, not for... I mean, I quite liked the kind <laughs> of... Because the, the way the advert kind of looks is basically each different player, and we've got some very famous players. It was the... Um, yeah. I know we don't go too sporty in this podcast, but players like proper Ronaldo, Cafu, Roberto Carlos, Rivaldo. Rivaldo yeah, it was, it was like, a lot of big boys. Glory years, yeah. Yeah. Um, and they're all just basically passing the ball and doing a lovely bit of school skill, but it's all done in an airport. Yeah, around the airport. So the music is Masquenada. So it's a Brazilian... Ah, uh, yes. Uh, it's by some Brazilian music legend, George, George Ben. Uh, who um, on his platinum album, Brazil 66, apparently. Um... Yeah, so they're all doing it around an airport, all these like big Brazilian players. And and they mm. were like the superstars, like proper superstars at that yeah. time. More so, I think, because, and again, without making it a sport podcast, more so because we didn't have YouTube and that sort of stuff. So if you wanted, you, you just didn't get to see these players much. So mm. it's all a bit of a novelty. And yeah, there's absolutely. one there's one bit in particular that I still don't believe this is true. So the Brazilian forward, Romario, in the video, he kicks the ball through an X-ray scanner. Yeah, if you remember the bit, and it sort of it goes like an arrow; it goes completely straight. And I always assumed that was not real because it, it it doesn't look like it could be real. The physics of it, but apparently, first take he did it properly, hmm. which is uh, which is very. I mean, he's a professional footballer; it's very impressive. Yeah, and do you know who right, well, just a professional footballer, but like right at the top of the professional footballers. Yeah, and do you know who directed it? <clears throat> who directed it? John Woo. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I think this was just after Face Off as well. So he was a big, big old whole name. Bunch of doves flying around. Yeah, and... and people diving, shooting at the same <laughs> yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. Like people with two guns in their hands. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, I mean, obviously, Nike have got quite deep pockets. Deep po- pockets. Yeah, I say it, but still, that's. I do remember these as well. Um, and then the. the, the, the so it's got all these Brazilian players doing all these flicks and tricks and everything like this. And then at the end, Ronaldo, who was like the superstar, um, hits the post, yes. which is like a, one of the, you know, the the get railing sort of thing. Mm. Um, but this sort of, I think this sort of kickstarted the whole Nike, big Nike advert thing. Because mm. after this, they have the, the cage, can be the cage? Yeah. Yeah. In fact, wasn't um, Eric Cantona in this advert? He was, wasn't he? He was on a plane. On plane. Sitting on the plane, yeah. Yeah, and he kind of looked out. Yeah. Just, yeah, he was just in it as a like, little cameo. I think originally it was meant to, they wanted to get Maradona. <laughs> but he was too much. Or... But then, well, what they realised, because I think it was like marketing execs who wanted to, mm. to get him in. And then someone had to point out, well, this is this is a Brazilian advert. Yeah. And you Brazil don't want... and Argentina don't necessarily see eye to eye. <laughs> uh, on football matters, so we probably don't want him. So they could have got Pele, though. I don't see why they didn't get Pele, but... Um, yeah, he was too busy doing erectile dif- dysfunction adverts. <laughs> yeah, I would. Um, <laughs> so, so yeah, it was. it's a superb advert. Um, yeah, it, do- it does go down very highly. And Yeah, Nike did a lot of those kind of football adverts that were very good. I, I think they're still around, but I think it's just because we're a bit older now, so we don't really care as much. So maybe the younger generation will talk about their current Nike adverts in the same way that we talk about those. I don't know. I'm not sure you. I'm not sure you get it quite the same these days. I mean, also, I think I think part of it also, like I said, was because you didn't get to see these players that often. It's true, it and also like 
there was less choice for television. So say if you watched something big, like, I don't know, Big Brother or something like that, whatever would have been on at that time, everyone mm. would have watched it. Yeah. Everyone would have seen the same adverts. Where nowadays, people don't even watch the adverts because they've watched it, you know, they've recorded it or whatever it might be. Yeah. So it's completely different. It just, it doesn't, doesn't really work. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess, do you reckon companies really spend, they don't seem to, I mean, I don't watch that much live TV, if I'm honest, but you don't really seem to get those big hitting adverts these days. Maybe I'm just not seeing them because I don't watch that much. Uh, no, I, I agree. I don't think it happens. It's, it's just because there's too much choice. It's just people are watching, people are digesting this kind of media in a completely different manner than they ever used to. And mm. so people aren't watching the same thing you get in America. You get it with the, uh, for sure in the, um, the NFL, the, uh, the Super Bowl, like the that's Super just Bowl, a one-off, though, isn't it? Yeah, but they're still a big, they're a big deal. Those kind of adverts, yeah. like you can oh. look them up. It's also a lot of a lot of them aren't like adverts per se. A lot of them have become like trailers for films. That's exactly what I was just going to say. Yeah. Haven't they sort of evolved into more? Yeah, yeah like trailers true. for next big blockbuster. So, yes, yeah, weird. Yeah, How that's well, maybe it shouldn't seem so weird, but it's definitely evolved. But um, yeah, that's so yeah, that's. Uh, uh, an absolute classic. Well, they're not many, they're, well, they're not many adverts I would look up on YouTube to watch, but this is probably one of them. Yeah, no, I agree. But there are a few. So the, ne the next one I'm going to go for, it's an old Honda advert. It's called the Cogad. And I don't oh. know if anyone remembers it. And it was originally shown in the Brazilian Grand Prix, apparently, in April 2003. It cost a million pounds to make, around 100 takes. And it was mm. actually done in two halves. So it looks like one complete shot, but actually it's not. It's two, two cleverly done halves. And it's basically, what they've done is they've completely dismantled a car, a Honda, obviously, and have, I, I can't remember what the name of this, uh, it's basically when you have like a, same Back to the Future. You have a crazy alarm system that wakes up Michael J. Fox that includes like feeding the dog and all that. So it's a ridiculous sequence, isn't it? Yeah, completely over the top. And they've done that with the Honda. So you've got like it's the windscreen wipers will get water on them. And so they'll start moving and they'll knock the next thing. It's a bit like a domino effect for everything. <laughs> and it's just so beautifully done. Apparently, it was only shown uh, a, a few times, but not as, mm. as much as you'd kind of think. But I first saw it in the cinema, which I think was the perfect way to watch it. Yeah. You've got nothing else distracting you. And, you've just, and I was just sat there in awe of it. And I couldn't believe that it was done. It was all real. Everything was uh, real. There was no uh, computer enhancement or anything like that, which is probably why it took so many uh, so many takes. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, it is amazing. that. And when I, when I was reading about it and I read that there was it was two halves. Yeah. And even though I know where I've read where the join is, so it's when like the exhaust pipe starts slowly mm. flipping, isn't it? I still can't see where the where that well, join you, is. I, well, I can tell you why. Because for at least one second, there's a freeze. Like literally, nothing is moving in the shop, in the shop, uh, and yeah. that means that you can put two shots that obviously everything's in the same place. Yeah. And then so there, there you have your edit. I uh, see. Yeah, it's very. It's okay. so cleverly done. It's. It's quite. It's it's very different to the previous advert I chose, or any of the adverts we chose. It's more. It's much more downplayed, much smaller, and yeah. just impressive. The way you just sit and watch where it's going. Like if you ever watch, I don't know. Uh, um, you're on Twitter. You're surfing, surfing on Twitter or X, and you get like a thirty second advert that just takes your eye for some reason because you just want to know where's this going. That's exactly how I feel with this advert. You just where is this going? And it gets better and better. I don't think you get those adverts these days. It, I think if that advert came up on YouTube, like YouTube or something, before I was going to watch something, I don't think I'd pay much attention. No, but that's, that's yeah, it doesn't work for that because you have to be in a kind of a captured thing. Yeah, which, which I think is your point about a cinema. Works, yeah, exactly. Because really well. it also works with the sound because it's very, it's actually quite a quiet advert where all you're really hearing is like the cogs hitting each other and the sound yeah. of movement. If it's you like will. AS, ASMR, isn't it? Yeah, a little bit. And then like yeah. towards the end, you get um, the, the radio comes on, 
which is which uh, uh, stops yeah. playing as Rapper's Delight. Yeah, but um, I, I think it's just a fantastic advert, well worth you sitting down and and watching more than any of the adverts. In fact, that we've chosen, this is one mm. to just sit back and watch and in kind of awe of how clever it is. Yeah, because apparently the the it took them so many takes, partly not just because it's complicated to get everything one thing hit in the next, but because so much was dependent on like the temperature in there because that would. Yeah make things move slightly different, this, that, and the other. But there's one bit that always, it feels like they cheated. So it's a bit where something hits a tyre, the tyre rolls, hits another tyre, but that second tyre goes up a yeah. ramp. And that always annoyed me because, well, it, initially I thought it was fake, but what they did was they put slight, some some weights in the tyre. So when it got oh, knocked forward that. a little bit, the momentum would take it forward. Uh, to me, that seems like cheating. Uh, I'm happy with that kind of... If you told me... It's like, you know, with the magicians. I get quite annoyed when I hear... Like, say there's a levitation one. Mm. Where they show the audience going crazy. Like, street street audience. And then it just turns out it's all fake. And the audience isn't going as crazy. And it's just... They're using camera angles where you can't see the crane that they're using. Oh, uh, when it's com- yeah, yeah, when it's completely fake. This is just—I yeah. don't think it's—I don't think that's fake enough for it to lose anything. If anything, I think it's just scientifically quite clever. Uh, it takes the edge off it for me. No, I'm still—I'm still all in on it. Still, very um, much deserves a place in our top five. Well, un- undoubtedly, undoubtedly, is a great, great advert. So we've done—we've done four of our top five. Yeah. So now, um, now the battle begins. And now the real battle begins. So who's going to go first? You go uh, first. That's probably my turn, actually, isn't it? Yeah. So I've flip-flopped a bit mm. on what my next choice would be. So originally, I was going to go with Safe Style UK <laughs> Windows. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. Which you, was the guy... slightly referenced that. Yeah, which was the guy... I won't dwell on it too long because I'm not choosing, but a guy kind of dressed up as a wizard, knocking over Windows, <laughs> going, you buy one, you get one free. Oh, we could, we could get him to do our... Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So him, him doing it, and by all accounts, a bit of a funny character. He used to work for them as a contractor, and some various yes nefarious things happened. Um, so that was more of a weird advert, a little bit niche. The one I've actually gone for is a classic. It's the Cadbury's advert with the gorilla playing the drums. Oh, they, they yeah, that <laughs> to um, in the air tonight by yeah. uh, by Phil Collins. That's a little bit of ASMR as well. Is in it the, in, in the very very beginning? Oh, he's like snorting. Un- like yeah, it. like the under. Yeah. It all comes down to things mm. being a bit understated, and like you just like you watch this, and you're like, "What is this? Where is it going?" You've got this gorilla sitting there with utter intensity, and you can, yeah, he's beginning to breathe in that way, and it really became a bit of a cultural phenomenon, didn't it? Huge, because it was one of those adverts where it's got nothing at all to do with the product. No. Uh, those are the best ones, I think. Where it's they got, can be, yeah, yeah, they, they they can. To be fair, where it's completely disconnected. With the perfume. Yeah. Well, yeah, but I think my problem with the perfume is how serious they take themselves. Yeah, they are very pretentious, not very honest. Yeah, the pretentious yeah. is, is <clears> the <throat> absolute right word. Um, but this one, it also made me realise how how good a song in the air tonight is. Especially yeah, I think I think that's what it did with a lot of people. It made them. You, you never thought about that drum. At yeah. the beginning, and yeah, it brought. I think it brought that song to a whole different generation. Yeah, absolutely. And I just think it's just brilliant, and you can't help. Well, I certainly can't help but sort of like tap my feet along. Yeah, yeah. To the yeah, drumming. Um, and I assume, I assume they had a drummer in the gorilla suit doing it. Rather, well, maybe it was a trained gorilla. Yeah, it could be a trained gonna, gorilla. <laughs> I'm going to assume it was. A, I just assume you would have drummer. seen him doing other things after that as well. <laughs> I don't think that if they got they trained this gorilla to do that song, they would have probably. You've probably at least seen him interviewed on something. <laughs> <laughs> just flinging his own Handle. shit around. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, they released him back into the world. I think. Um, yeah, maybe <laughs> drumming away with tree branches <laughs> with bananas. I used um, to beat someone, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was on TV. Yeah, Ooh. if I wanted a banana, I bloody well got one. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, it's it's just a, a engaging advert. It's yeah. a bloody good song. 
and it's absolutely nothing to do with the bar of dairy milk. Or, apart no, from really. the colours in the background, because I think the wall behind him is all purple. Oh, yeah, well, I mean... But, but there's no sign of a bar. Take word for that, like that. that always goes over my head. I'm a, I have to... Openly admit I'm a bit of a colorblind gentleman, so I'd, you yeah, know, when they start right. using colors in certain ways, it goes over my head anyway. So what, what color do you see a bar of dairy milk as? What, instead of purple? Mm. Or just... I suppose it's I you. Know, it's I, it's probably closer to blue in my eyes. Oh, right. Yeah. Mm. I've always kind of thought maybe a teacher was just mean when I was younger and just taught me the colors incorrectly. It's weird that though, isn't it? Because how do I know what I see as purple? Forget, forget you being colorblind. Let's say you were, I was going to say normal. Yeah, one of the normal. (laughs) I'm getting triggered right now. (laughs) (laughs) These microaggressions have just far too much for me to deal with. (laughs) But if what I see is purple, someone else who isn't colorblind, I wonder if what they see is, or what they believe is purple is the same as I see it. I mean, I'm just going to assume yes. But but it's like taste, I suppose, isn't it? Because... You could like the taste of something. I won't like the taste of something. Yeah, it's. Just, I, I think it's well, just, I, just I can't into agreement, it. doesn't it? Everyone has agreed upon something, and we've gone from there, haven't we? Mm. Yeah, like at one point, someone, someone has said, "Right, today is today's Sunday," and the day's yeah. gone from there. Like at yeah. some point, that has started, and someone has said, "Right, Sunday today." Well, I think it's sort of Bible times. I mean, you would probably but, say it's a Friday, end of the week, wouldn't you? Yeah. If you're choosing a day, you're not going to say If you had a choice. I mean, I think when they were picking the days of the week, I'm not sure if that was such a big deal at that point. It was every, day, <laughs> every day's a work day back every then. Day. Yeah, that's true, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I, I reckon they still had it in the back of their minds for generations to come. Let's make it a Friday today. Yeah, Friday. It was a good day. It's, it's my favourite day to have off work. I know people more so than the Monday. Yeah, more so than the Monday. Really? Oh, Monday yeah. is awful. Do you get? So do you? Yeah, but get you, the... I've had this discussion so many times. You can never avoid a Monday. You can never avoid it, but you can bring a Friday closer. You can avoid a Monday by taking it off. Yeah, but you take Monday off. You get the same feeling on the Tuesday, so you still get that feeling. Where Friday is that lovely feeling where it's the end of the week, and you can bring that closer. No, see, I think. Go... If you have a Tuesday as the beginning of your week, it just takes the edge off it. Because on Monday, you get into work, you just got all this shit to deal with. You, you, oh, you have more crap to deal with because you've taken Monday off. I kind, Yeah, I kind of get what you're saying. Friday's it's always Sunday the night fear. It's the Sunday night fear. Yeah, of course. But then the going home on a Thursday, knowing that you've now yeah. got a few days off, that's amazing. Yeah. I mean, shout yeah. out to all the... All the people doing shift work that don't get any of this. That's very true. That's very true. I'm very from a very office centric, uh, yes, office centric oh, yeah. Monday to Friday point of view. But um, the Sunday night fear. I mean, yeah, it, it's now slightly different because it used to be like I'd hear the music for Heartbeat on oh, really? TV or like, or like. Um, no, I never watched it, but like I'd hear it on, and that just signified. I hate that song because of that program. What the buddy Holly song? Yeah. I, I can't stand it. And not because I've ever watched the programs, just because of the adverts for it. No, uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I just find the thought of probably more back in the day, because like I said, I don't watch ITV much now, but ITV, nine o'clock on a Sunday, never watched it, but it was always like crying drama, premiere yeah. and stuff like that. Like Prime Suspect 92 and stuff like that. Yes. Oh, it's just. I never watch any of that. But anyway, think school. Anyway, so yes, that's that's... a good advert choice. I would say the Cadbury Gorilla. Yeah. I'm gonna go. So I've done one funny advert, one uh, impressive advert, shall we say? Mm. And now I'm gonna go for one that kind of brings me joy. I would say, bring having watched it again recently for this pod. And I remember watching it originally at home. It's for T-Mobile it from 2009. And it was the Liverpool Street Station flash mob dance advert. And do you remember that? No. What was the oh, music? It was fantastic. So do you remember the, uh, it's a very old YouTube video, but the the uh, evolution of dance? Yeah, the guy, the guy on stage. The guy that, so yeah. it's that kind of thing where basically, and but I just think it's so beautifully done. 
without getting too emotional in this. It's like with all the horribleness in the world, I watch that advert and I just think, oh, actually, there is good. So effectively, it starts with um, the song Shout, the um, Lulu version. Yeah. And about five or six people just start dancing to it. So they're playing it on the loudspeakers in Liverpool Street. Yeah. And then they go to the next song. And then about 20 people join. And then the next song, about 30. And people just don't know what the hell is going on. Because this is just during a very, very um, busy time at Liverpool Street Station. And I think it kind of ends with uh, the song Lollipop. You know, oh, yeah. Man, Mini Lally. Rip, yeah. And you can just see members of the public with a huge smile on their face, kind of getting involved, dancing, oh, right. dancing with it. And it's, I again, recommend everyone watch it. It's such a wonderful advert and hmm. brought so, like, I challenge people to watch that and not have a little smile, warm, fuzzy feeling when they watch it because it was just really nice. And the way the advert ends as well, I think, is beautiful as well. The song just stops, and then all these obviously professional dancers just walk off as if they're passengers. No. <laughs> That's very good. But th that was kind of the first I'd ever heard of like a flash mob or anything like that. It won an absolute ton of awards for it, and it was just I still. It's obviously done a good job in terms of me remembering it because to this day, I think it's fabulous. I don't recall it at all. I look forward to the link. Oh, you've got, you've got to check it out. It's so, so good. No, right. Very so, fun. It, it does remind me. Can you remember the band Manson? Yeah. In the like, mid-90s? Yeah. Their video for Tax... They did a song called Tax Loss, and the video for that was... I think it was Liverpool Street Station as well, or Waterloo. is one of the... One mm. They basically chucked... I'm going to say a million quid, but it might not oh, be Oh, I do much. kind of remember the They're song. They're like chucking it, um, walking along the like... Music video, yeah upper level just chucking cash up yeah um, which is slightly different um yeah slightly. but no i don't remember this had fresh mobs used to be all. a bit of a thing after that you remember yeah. people just would try and do these things they they now do it sadly with protests so they yeah yeah protests which everyone hates but yeah. it was just i just imagined myself i remember when i first sat there and watched it and i think it's i'm the kind of person that when i really am impressed with something I like text friends or whatever I would have done at the time. But you've got to watch this advert. It's so good. And that's yeah. how the advert, I think I watched it on my computer. Like it might have been a YouTube advert, one of those. Uh, okay. And usually I would skip, but obviously in this situation, it just completely gripped me. Yeah. And it was relatively early in the days of like social media as well, 2009. Yeah, 2009. So it, it was fantastic. And yeah, please do watch it for T-Mobile. Just type in T-Mobile, Liverpool Street, something like that, and you'll find it. And, yeah, we'll put it in the uh, 2G1C pod um, Twitter feed or X feed, as it's now known. Mm. But, very good. Uh, so we need yeah. to decide which... Well, it's which hard. I mean, I'm going to stick with my one, but it's going to be hard because you haven't seen my one. I haven't seen your one. <laughs> my, my, yeah, my one we both know is great. It is very good, your one, but I think when you see the one I've chosen, you'll really understand why. I rank it above it. Although the your one is is the it's one of the few times I think I'm happy to compliment my rival in uh, in choice because <laughs> I think we've seen flash mobs before, uh, not necessarily on just in this advert. I appreciate that, but like I don't think we did before the advert. What you think this was? That was the invention of the flash mob. I think it was the one of the ones that got flash mobs big. Mm. Two thousand and nine. I reckon they've been about before then, but I think the Cadbury's one is just so different. So, I, I mean, just I think we're going to agree to disagree here. So we're going to agree on Cadbury's then. Well, we're going to agree that we disagree on <laughs> on the final final choice. So uh, are we going to have to re? Okay, so I'll tell you what we do. Off pod, I'll watch it, and then in the next pod, we'll uh, okay. give our. Well, I'll tell you what. Off pod, we'll watch it, and then on the X feed. We will put up the the final. Uh, oh no! What if I tell you what? Let's let the public decide. Oh, that's true. Yeah, that's true. We'll do a vote. So yeah, we'll do a vote or something like that if we work out how to do it. But just uh, write to us at at two G one C pod on X with the well with the answer to that, but also with any kind of things you want us to review, debate, or anything like mm. that. And remember, as ever, if you write a five star review, we are going to read it out for you. But uh, to kind of move on to our next uh, segment, it's time for a masturbate. 
We need to masturbate. We need to masturbate. There's always a time you've got to get it out. You've got to get it out there and you have a masturbate. And today's large debate is yeah. about spoilers. So spoilers being someone revealing something. So I'm gonna I'm gonna just do it right now. I'm gonna say that there's gonna be a spoiler alert for mm-hmm. the next segment. We may mention things that happen. So, for example, The Sixth Sense, and I'm not going to spoil it because I don't want to be that kind of a person, but you, uh, there's, there's twists in uh, The Sixth Sense, famously. It's one people use as an example yeah. very often. Is, is it fair to say we're not going to, probably not going to spoil anything for like the last 10 years? Probably, but we might slip up. It's not impossible. True. So True. be aware, but whatever. Well, this comes down to our discussion. So mm. I'm going to say I am not in favor of people saying you can't say spoilers so so we need to caveat though though don't we because mm. there's, oh, there's yes. a time that you got there's a time limit there's a time period and there is also a situational um uh caveat to it all so we can't you want to elaborate so the time period it's it's a bit more debatable where I, I think if there's a TV show going on week by week by week, you, you pretty much only have a few days before you can't expect people to talk about it when it comes out. I, I just think that's only fair. But I do think I would throw out all my rules of the spoiler thing if you are in a room where someone can't leave. So, for example, if you're at work and you're working at a desk next to someone and they have to do their work and they have to stay there, then I think it's harsh to do the TV spoiler. I do think if a show has been out for over a year, it's fair game. So what about a show that's on weekly? Mm-hmm. It's on each week. Let's say there's 10 episodes in the series. It's on each week. And you're talking about it at work. You're talking about episode five, which has just been on a few days before. Yeah. Someone else in the office says, no, 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 I'm going to watch it, but I'm waiting until all 10 have been on. I'm going to binge it. I'm not waiting each week. Yeah. Please don't talk about it while I'm here. How, how do you so this is where the situation comes into it so i've had this exact situation and it was with the program succession which i highly highly recommend mm. but i like talking about it with my friend and you know the program comes out admittedly it was a day or two after but we were in the lunchroom and someone said oh don't spoil it i haven't watched any of it so this is bear in mind like season four or five of it it's like what you want me to wait like a few years for you to watch this so he hasn't watched a single episode he hasn't watched a single episode and we're on the final season right now but the other thing is we're just in lunch there's nothing stopping him putting his headphones on or standing up and leaving the area it was very quiet there was nothing to stop him doing that so i think in that situation I should be allowed to talk about it with my friend. And if you've chosen, I would be a bit more forgiving if he had watched it all, but hadn't watched that that particular episode yet. Mm. And it was the same week. But the fact that he hadn't even started it, I think it just throws it out the window. Like, look, if you're not, you, you're not even definitely going to start it. So why should I have to wait? Yeah, I, I kind of agree. And also, the fact that he hasn't started it, any names you say will mean nothing to him. Yeah, and he probably forget about it by the time he watches it. Well, you expect him, so yes, but he hasn't yeah. even started it, so that means he may not even watch it ever. Yeah, so I I kind of get get your view on that one because that's quite extreme. The fact that he hasn't watched an episode. Yeah, but I think and the fact that, that he could leave the area. But I yeah, but I think if you're in that same scenario, and he was to say, "Oh no, no, I haven't watched the episode from the other day. Don't talk about it." I think he's got a right for you to not talk about it. I'm more forgiving because he is obviously a bit more dedicated, but nothing to stop him putting headphones in or moving to a different table. Yeah, Why do I have to be one of one? Well, then, then he's you accept that I'm having a. Then you accept that we're having a conversation. It's yeah, him. You can't talk about something else. Well, no, but this is what we want to talk about. It's him trying to push his views on us. Not us pushing anything on him. He can get up and leave. Why should we have to get up and leave? We're the one having an innocent conversation. No, well, we want to have this. We want to talk about this program. Mm. Yeah, why should he get to dictate? 
what we can and can't talk about. Just so he wasn't part of your conversation. It's just the initial. No, we were just sat. We were just sat there chatting to each other. Nothing to do with him at all. Uh, okay, I'm yeah. not. Okay. He can get yeah. up and move to the other side of the room if you if he's that bothered. So what actually happened then? So what what did you what did you? We <laughs> well, of course, I did. <laughs> I would do change subjects. Yeah. About it. But it annoyed me, and I just thought, why should I have to do that? Yeah. I just I just don't really. And I've seen much worse situations than that where people, and again, kind of the fact that we were we're in a room where we have to do our work in that room, mm. but talking about films that are twenty years old, maybe more, saying, "Oh, I haven't seen it yet. Don't spoil it." No, it's too late. If you've not watched it yet, that's it. Like you can't demand that we never speak about this again. Well, okay. So let's take two classic films with spoilers. Mm. So Sixth Sense and The Usual Suspects. Yeah. If you were talking to someone of, of our age, yeah. uh, you know, as, as youthful as us, that hasn't seen it, then I kind of get it because these films are like 20, 25 years old. Yeah. What's the age limit though? Because what if, because they're both age, 15s or 18s, but let's say they're 15s. Hmm. If, if you were, for whatever reason, chatting to a 15 year old, for whatever reason, I, I'd have an itchy, itchy ankle with the tag. <laughs> you're chatting to a 15 year old. 15 or 16 year old about these films yeah and they say no no, no no don't don't spoil it don't spoil it because i haven't seen it yet well this is that's a big difference, difference. if i'm huge. chatting to them so that's my conversation with them directly fine i can i can change subjects we're talking to each other but if i'm talking to someone else and we're talking about a film that's 20 25 30 years old then I'm afraid. No, it's just it's been out there, and no, but the even though have even made jokes about it, but like, even though they haven't had the opportunity to watch it because of their age, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Oh, I think that's harsh. It is harsh, harsh, but that's it's a harsh world. Like I say, once the Simpsons do a joke about it, then why why can't I? Once it's it's that embedded in our culture. What do the Simpsons should... do? Uh, what the Sixth Sense? I think they've done the Sixth Sense a few times. Yeah, I think so. I actually saw the Simpsons today. Um, a new one really enjoyed it no not a new one it was the um when homer has a barbershop band oh what really really them? i tell you what extremely you watch the old simpsons episodes they are extremely good i haven't seen it in years what, what were they called again um i've completely completely forgotten but great you know they sung that song baby on board yeah yeah very very good episode highly recommend it but again, like if there was a Simpsons episode that someone hadn't seen, am I not allowed to talk about it? Been around for twenty or thirty years. Oh, it's the B sharps. The B sharps, yeah. That's it. Um, I, I don't know. I think if, you, I think age has got to come into it. If you hadn't, ha if your age hasn't allowed you to have the opportunity to see it yet, then I think you shouldn't spoil it. For I mean, one, why are you having a chat with someone of that age? Well, let's say it's. Uh... <laughs> I don't know, a, a niece or nephew. Yeah, I mean, but then... No, I'm not saying I'm like going to the park and like going out to 15 and go, oh, do you want to come watch Sixth Sense? You, yeah. You, do, you play, do you want me to show you my Sixth Sense? <laughs> do you want me to spoil it for you? Yeah. Or spoil it all over your face. That's too um, <laughs> But, um, yeah, I just... The thing is, again, it comes down to, am I talking to them about it or am I talking to someone else? So say if it was a family thing mm. and I'm talking to, a, a, I don't know, my brother or whatever, whoever, sister, about it, I think I have every right to talk about it. But not them. Like, so if I say, oh, there's this film called The Sixth Sense, which I really think you'd like that you've never heard of. By the way, here's the spoiler. That's a bit mean. I, I think that's harsh. But to stop me talking about it, it's too old a film. It's like Planet of the Apes. You're not allowed to mention the beginning. Even Planet of the Apes spoiled Planet it of the Apes on the, by cover, having the, on the cover of the DVD, yeah. I, I never understood that. Well, it's because everyone knows it. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. Everyone knows it, so shut up. And if you don't know <laughs> it, that's on you. Yeah, I don't know. I you can't uh... tell me what to think That's uh, or how to talk or anything like that. I just don't think it's fair. Oh. Yeah, I'm, I'm big on this. I just, I, I think you should be a. It's down to if, because I've heard it too many times. Like, oh, I haven't seen that film yet. It's like, yeah, it's 20 years old. Like, so what's your, go, what's your film time limit then? 
I mean, I think it's about a year at most. Again, situation is incredibly important here. So lunchroom, maybe six months or a year, fine. But in an office or a situation where someone can't just get up and leave or put headphones on, then I'm more sympathetic. I think it's fair enough. If they can't actually leave the room and they they are in they are genuinely intending on watching that program or film, then fair enough. I can I can be a bit more a uh, bit more chilled with that. But if it's just like in a lunchroom or even just like in public, something like that, like no, it's on you. What about Not if it's the other way around then? What if you're the spoilie? So you're somewhere and they're talking about a program you haven't seen. I get up and leave. Would you actually get up and leave? If you're if I in the really lunch cared that much, I would absolutely get up and leave. Because it's not my fault. They it's and not their you, fault. So you really wouldn't say it. to them. You really wouldn't say to them, Oh, I haven't seen it yet, don't say anything. Not if I'm if I'm not involved in their conversation, then why would I? Sorry, let me just interrupt your conversation that you're having privately. Can you not ruin this for me? And can you now change your conversation? No. Would you would you say why you're walking off? Or would you just spit on them and walk off in disgust? I probably wouldn't spit on them, but I would walk off. I don't. They why would they notice? I'm not in the conversation. Mm. Yeah, That's I kind of get it. I I'm not in their it. conversation. Like it's like a random member of the public telling you not to talk about something because you might spoil it. You're a random member of the public. Get up and go. I don't, you're nothing to me. You're a, yeah, you're a character like... in The Sims or something. You're nothing. <laughs> well, if you're stuck on a train... Oh, we could go through every bloody scenario. Yeah, if you're stuck on a train, again, situation's different. They might not be able to get away. I'm mm. more sympathetic. You're also stuck in a train. Why are you talking about films? I don't know. Well, because you're with someone who wants to talk about films and you're stuck on a train. Yeah, I guess. But again, more sympathetic. But still, if, it's, if the film's been out for many years, then it's on you. Mm quite honestly so well it'd be interesting to hear what our yeah our, our listeners have to say about this and hopefully when all our our followers comment on it, it won't break the internet but yeah yeah um, I mean, it's the kind of subject that does break the internet yeah. often but um well we put up maybe we put up a poll about this one as well yeah it's get, true get, spoilers get, good or bad yeah or fair yeah. or not fair uh, yeah i think that's a good way of putting it Basically. Yeah, because I, I think, it, I do think again, situational, but I do think it's fair to. I, basically, what I'm saying is, I think it's fair to have whatever conversation you want in real life yourself, and you can't yeah. tell some other people what they can and can't talk about. Yeah, unless unless you're locked. If you're locked in a room, if you're having to do work for some reason, you can't leave the area. Then I'm more sympathetic. Not com not entirely sympathetic, because you know. You could always watch it. I've had had a few years. Say there's a bit mm. of a time limit, but mm. I am more sympathetic. I'm going to put it that way. Okay, there's some interesting masturbating there. Yeah, absolutely. It's important to put a lot of effort into our masturbates. Well, we always do. Yeah, absolutely. Wouldn't wouldn't have it any other way. And as ever with the uh, with our listeners, please do let us know what we want to ma what you want us to <laughs> masturbate over next time. <laughs> 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 I don't know why you're laughing. So these are important topics. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, yeah, so join us next time, and uh, follow us at two G one C Pod, and we will see you next time. Bye bye. Cheerio. Bye bye.